What if you could tell the future? Who doesn't want to know what's ahead and where our world is heading? Believe it or not, there is a source that does reveal the future in detail and in easy to understand language. I'm not talking about vague Nostradamus type utterings that are open to liberal interpretations. I'm talking about specific pronouncements about the days in which we live right now, today, and what's ahead for mankind and how this is going to impact your life and that of your loved ones. You may have guessed by now that I'm talking about the Bible. Many will hear the phrase Bible prophecy and immediately tune out. You've likely heard individuals claim to be able to tell the future from Scripture, and yet their predictions turn out to be nothing more than fantasy. The burden of proof is on us to show clear evidence of specific prophecies that are either already being fulfilled or are unfolding before your very eyes. I challenge you to watch this program and see for yourself five clearly stated predictions. And I further challenge you to open a copy of this remarkable book and read these predictions for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. In fact, you shouldn't take my word for it. You should believe it because you can read it for yourself out of this book of all books. Its prophecies have been around for millennia. Isn't it time you opened the Bible and found out for yourself what it actually says? There's no other book or source of information on this planet that can accurately tell you the future before it happens. You and your family need this vital truth, these vital truths that you can find in this book. So stay tuned and be ready to see what the Bible predicts for our day right now. A very warm welcome to all of you from all of us here at Tomorrow's World. And I especially want to welcome all of you who are viewing this program for the first time. Our world is in trouble, and many wonder where it is heading. Wars are taking place in the Middle East with little real hope of peace anytime soon. Oh yes, we may have temporary truces and treaties, but how can these arrangements succeed when a general lack of trust prevails and hatred is so deep-seated? How can there be peace when one side wants the other side totally annihilated and they make no bones about it? In the introduction to this program, I promised five biblical prophecies that we can see being fulfilled today right before our very eyes. Prophecy number one is that Jerusalem is a hotbed of political unrest that will impact the whole world. The prophet Zechariah has much to say about this city, especially what will happen to it at the time of the end. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. This prediction was made around 520 B.C. It's important to note that Zechariah speaks of the tribe of Judah. 
he is talking about the Jewish people in relation to the city of Jerusalem. We can take that fact for granted today, but some may not understand that the Jewish people have not always been in control of Jerusalem. In A.D. 135 the Jews were expelled from Jerusalem and did not retain control over the region again until 1948, when the Jewish state of Israel came into being. It wasn't until the 1967 Six-Day War that they took over all of Jerusalem. So this is significant in the light of Bible prophecy and world events. Prior to these events one could not claim this prophecy to be fulfilled. Zechariah 12 and verse 10 further clarifies the time in which this takes place, which is after Jesus' first coming. Notice that when God intervenes, that it is after the crucifixion of Christ. Zechariah 12 and verse 10. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Christ was pierced while He hung on a stake. He was pierced through His hands and His feet, and later a spear was thrust into His side. This was A.D. 31. This verse in Zechariah is referring to a future time when this same Jesus Christ will return to save the Jews from complete destruction. The 14th chapter of Zechariah reveals that the timing of the prophecy and the conditions at the time of its fulfillment is the day of the Lord. This is the time of God's direct intervention in world affairs, the second coming of Jesus Christ as seen in verse 1. Verse 2 then reveals two facts that should cause us to take notice. For I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity. Now think about it. Do we not see that Jerusalem today is the focal point of trouble in the world with many nations gathered against it? And secondly, do we not see that it is a divided city, something that is strongly suggested by the fact that only half will go into captivity? Is this just coincidence? Or is it a sign that these prophecies are truly real? Zechariah's prophecies make five bold claims. Remember that this was all predicted more than 2,500 years ago. Jerusalem would be in existence at the time of Christ's return. The Jews would be in Jerusalem at that time. This is something that could not have been fulfilled from A.D. 135 until at the very least 1948, a period of more than 1,800 years. Further, Zechariah tells us that Number three, Jerusalem would be a hotbed of political unrest on the world scene. Number four, eventually the world is going to turn against the Jews and invade the Jewish state. Number five, the city would be a divided city. Only half would go into captivity. This is remarkable in the light of today's news and geopolitical scene. But if all this is not significant enough, Consider the issues that have caused Jerusalem to be a troubled spot. Consider the fact that when Zechariah made these predictions, the city was home to only one of the three major religions who now claim it. Christianity in all its forms did not start until the first century, and Islam, which seems to be most at odds with the Jews, 
did not begin until the 7th century A.D. So our first prophecy taking place right before our eyes is Jerusalem, a hotbed of political unrest that will impact the whole world. In just a minute we'll look at another astounding prophecy that has a Jerusalem connection. But if you think about this situation from a global perspective, you realize that trouble in the Middle East has not been confined to that part of the world, nor will it be as our world continues to spiral out of control. The Bible refers to this soon coming time as the Great Tribulation. The Bible further indicates that there is hope for those who repent and follow God's way, that you can escape the Great Tribulation. Now to help you do so, we are offering a free DVD titled, Escape the Great Tribulation. So pick up the phone, write, or go to our website and order, Escape the Great Tribulation. You'll be happy you did. And don't go away, because I'll be right back to give you four more biblical prophecies that are taking place before your very eyes. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. Call the number on your screen and ask for your free copy of Escape the Great Tribulation or order online at TWCanada.org. This DVD contains three eye-opening Tomorrow's World telecasts, The Mysterious Day of the Lord, Meet the Antichrist, and Escape the Great Tribulation. All present information vital to understanding end times Bible prophecy. Dial the number on your screen or visit us online to get your free copy. If you missed our contact information this time, keep watching and I will be back to give it again. Before the break, I gave you the first of five specific and current biblical prophecies that we are examining today. Prophecy number one, Jerusalem a hotbed of political unrest for the whole world. Why is it that people are unable to connect the dots between such a profound prophecy and what they see in their nightly news? There's so much that people don't understand about this amazing book. Now here's our second prophecy that is only capable of being fulfilled in recent times. There will be instantaneous worldwide communications. In the book of Revelation, the Apostle John records that there will be two men who are given great power from God to warn the world against its rebellion toward our Creator. And they will bring supernatural plagues on mankind to back up these warnings. This will occur for a period of three and a half years, but at the end of that time, God will allow His enemies to kill these two men in the city of Jerusalem. Now notice in Revelation, the 11th chapter, beginning in verse 9, and I'll read this from the New International Version. For three and a half days, men from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts, because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. This is described as a worldwide event, referring to peoples, tribes, languages, and nations. It speaks of the inhabitants of the earth. Now, without modern technologies and forms of communication, this would be impossible over such a short period of time. 
Clearly, this prophecy requires the kind of high-speed communication that has been developed over the last half century. This was predicted over 1900 years ago when there were no rockets carrying satellites into space, no computers, no smartphones, no understanding of electricity, and so much more that is essential for instant communication. Do you have a smartphone in your pocket? If you do, you can most likely watch something happening right now live on every continent on Earth, something you couldn't do only a few years ago. Now we come to our third prophecy that is closely associated with modern communication. Number three, there will be knowledge and transportation explosions. The prophet Daniel made the succinct prediction regarding the lead-up to man's self-rule coming to an end. The very fact that it took the entire time from when Daniel wrote these words over 2,500 years ago until the very recent times indicates how profound this prophecy is. There was nothing that Daniel could look to in his world that would remotely indicate what we read in Daniel the 12th chapter and verse 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. We've mentioned this many times here at Tomorrow's World because this is such a simple yet profound statement. From the time of Daniel on down to the 20th century, people mostly traveled about by foot, wind power, or horsepower. Experiments with steam and internal combustion engines go back a couple centuries, but mass transit did not come into its own until the 20th century. And what a leap it has been from the Wright brothers' first flight to passenger air travel today. Highways at night appear to be rivers of red lights flowing one way and white lights flowing the other way. Who could have imagined today's worldwide transportation infrastructure even as little as 100 years ago? And what about the incredible increase in knowledge in the last half century? It's unprecedented and mind-boggling. Notice this astounding quote from IndustryTap.com. Buckminster Fuller created the knowledge doubling curve. He noticed that until 1900, human knowledge doubled approximately every century. By the end of World War II, knowledge was doubling every 25 years. Today, human knowledge is doubling every 13 months. According to IBM, the build-out of the Internet of Things will lead to the doubling of knowledge every 12 hours. A prophet 2,500 years ago could never imagine our current world made up of automobiles, airplanes, luxury liners, nor computer chips, televisions, and smartphones. Just think about it. Twelve men landed on the moon and returned safely. We routinely launch satellites into orbit to spy on one another to guide our GPS or sat-nav devices, and to send radio and telephone signals to all parts of the world. Then there are our military machines that we use to kill one another with stealth, speed, and brutality. What a world we live in. And all this comes at the exact same time as the other two prophecies we've looked at today. As we're seeing, the Bible accurately predicts future events 
and we will look at two more remarkable prophecies momentarily. But before we continue, I want to tell you about this important DVD that we are offering free of charge on today's program. The Bible shows that there is a time of trouble coming such as the world has never seen, and you need to prepare for it. This DVD, Escape the Great Tribulation, contains three relevant telecasts that help you prepare for prophesied end-time events. Don't be caught off guard. Pick up the phone, go online, or write for your free copy of Escape the Great Tribulation. And I'll be right back with Biblical Prediction number 4 in 30 seconds. To request your free copy of this DVD, call the number displayed on the screen and ask for Escape the Great Tribulation. You can also order online at TWCanada.org. Have you ever asked, where is the world headed? Or what does the future hold for me? We answer these questions and more in our magazine, Tomorrow's World. It is also yours free of charge. Don't wait. Call or visit us online to get your free copy of Escape the Great Tribulation and Tomorrow's World magazine. I hope you enjoy the rest of today's program. So far on today's program, we've seen three remarkably accurate Bible prophecies that were made 1900 and even 2,500 years ago. Prophecies that you can see being fulfilled today right before your own eyes in living high-definition color. Prophecy number one, Jerusalem, a hotbed of political unrest that will impact the whole world. Prophecy number two, instantaneous worldwide communications. Prophecy number three, knowledge and transportation explosions. It's now time for our fourth prophecy, and it comes straight from that mysterious biblical book, Revelation. But there is nothing difficult to understand about this prophecy. The Bible accurately predicted, prophecy number four, a population explosion, especially in Asia. Population growth has not come about in a straight line. It's estimated that it wasn't until 1805 that the population of the world reached one billion for the first time. It was another 123 years before it reached two billion in 1927. But it took only 32 years to reach three billion in 1959. Thereafter, the global population reached four billion in 1974, five billion in 1987, six billion in 1999, and seven billion in 2011. This unprecedented rapid increase has been troubling to some writers and scientists who believe populations are outstripping the Earth's resources. They've predicted limits to the number of people they believe can live on planet Earth, and time and time again they've been wrong. Nearly 50 years ago, famine 1975 and the population bomb predicted dire consequences. But Earth's populations have more than doubled since then, and more than 7.4 billion people are now alive on this Earth. But discerning students of the Bible should not be surprised. Here's why. The book of Revelation makes this amazing statement in chapter 9 and verses 14 and 16. 
release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was two hundred million. I heard the number of them. Such an army requires a population that would have been incomprehensible in the 90s AD. This was approximately the population of the entire earth when John wrote this. And note that this great army comes from the east of the Euphrates River where today about half of mankind is found. So the Bible accurately predicted prophecy number four, a population explosion, especially in Asia. Before I give you our fifth prophecy, one that is on the brink of being fulfilled, I want to give you one more opportunity to call or go online to receive our free offer for today. Be sure to call or visit us online to get your free copy of Escape the Great Tribulation. In spite of the great advances in knowledge at the end of the age, the Bible shows that mankind will come to a place where all human life could be destroyed, except for the intervention of Almighty God. And this is our fifth Bible prediction. Number five, the brink of self-inflicted annihilation. The prophet Daniel was given some truly remarkable prophecies, some already fulfilled, while many are for what is referred to as the time of the end. It's in this context that he wrote the following in chapter 12 and in verse 1. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Did you hear what Daniel said? A time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Notice that this is consistent with other biblical prophecies relating to the time of the end. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. The annihilation of all human and animal life from our planet was not possible until the latter half of the 20th century. The atomic bomb, then the hydrogen bomb, along with newly developed chemical and biological weapons, and the means of delivering them changed that. But thank God that He tells us He will intervene to stop our madness. Every year, various prognosticators give their predictions for the upcoming year, and their batting average is not very good. But who could predict what is going to happen 2,000 or 2,500 years in advance? whether a particular city would even exist, who would inhabit it, and what would be its fate? How could a literary work composed by 40 different authors over the course of 1,500 years accurately predict the conditions in our present world? These were not mere men making these predictions. As we're told in 2 Peter, the first chapter, verses 19 to 21, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation or origin. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I urge you to go to your phone or your computer right now to order your own free copy of our DVD, 
escape the great tribulation. You need to know the truth. You need to know how you can escape. Stay tuned after this program for Tomorrow's World Answers, where we answer your questions straight from the Bible. And be sure to come back next week when Stuart Wahavich, Michael Haycoop, and I will bring you more of today's news in the light of end-time prophecies. Until next time, may the peace and truth of Almighty God and Jesus Christ be with you. To learn more about today's topic, visit TWCanada.org. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895 or by writing to us at Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, revealing God's principles for leading an abundant and happy life while providing insight into current and future events. Welcome to Tomorrow's World Answers, where we answer your questions straight from the Bible. The term Armageddon has become synonymous with the end of the world. But what does the Bible say? What is Armageddon? It may come as a surprise that the word Armageddon only appears in the New King James Version of the Bible one time. Revelation 16 and verse 16 reads, And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. According to the Bible, Armageddon is not the end of the world. It is a location, a very important location for students of Bible prophecy. Armageddon comes from a transliteration of the original Hebrew Har Megiddo, which can be literally translated as Hill of Megiddo or Mountain of Megiddo. The remains of this ancient city can still be visited today. In fact, Megiddo National Park is now protected as a World Heritage Site. This strategic location still has a vital role to play in the future fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Revelation 16.14 describes what many mistakenly refer to as the Battle of Armageddon. To gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Note that the battle is actually called the Battle of That Great Day of God Almighty. Armageddon is merely the staging ground for this final battle. What many often think of as Armageddon is frequently referred to in Bible prophecy as the end of the age. Bible prophecy describes a period of great turmoil including the Great Tribulation and the Day of the Lord. Of the end of the age, we are taught that there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Does the Bible indicate that God will allow these coming disasters to cause the complete cessation of life on earth? Jesus Christ himself gives us the answer, telling us that, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Without divine intervention, mankind will destroy himself. Thankfully, Christ has promised that he will intervene. Armageddon, the battle of that great day of God Almighty, the end of the age, or any other biblical prophecy will not be the annihilation of mankind. To submit a question for the show, email us at twanswers at tomorrowsworld.org. Be sure to watch us online at twcanada.org 
or by searching Tomorrow's World Answers on YouTube. At our website, you can also watch this and many more Tomorrow's World programs. Call 1-866-784-7895, write or visit us online today. This program is a production of The Living Church of God.